This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, August 31st to September 9th, yes indeed, my next Great Saints pilgrimage to Rome and Assisi, along with my friend Father Scott Bullock. Go to pilgrimagetorome.com and see what others have said. It's filling quickly. Pilgrimagetorome.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. This pandemic is not just affecting you. It's not just affecting me. Everyone in the world is experiencing what we are experiencing right now. The Universal Church is feeling the burden of this. And if you watch the Holy Father during his address to the world, you saw the weight of the cross he's carrying. And he's asking us to do the same. My guest today is a Catholic historian, author, and editor of EWTN News, Dr. Matthew Bunsen. He joins me to talk about how this pandemic is affecting the global church, the Holy Father's response, and the miraculous cross that stands before the world. Here it is, my conversation with Dr. Matthew Bunsen. Hello, doctor. Good morning. Good to be with you again. Good to have you on again. Um, I was saying, you know, I mean, Goodness, I, I remember interviewing you. I had to be like eight years ago, Doctor, and now you're all over the place for EWTN um, and, and, and really love following your work as well. You're, you're church historian. That's kind of your background, right? Uh, that would be fair, yes. 60 priests now, I think. Is, is that the count Italian priests and Franciscan friar from Washington that have died because of this virus? That's right, as well as uh, a priest from the Brooklyn Diocese uh, who became the uh, the first priest in the United States to pass away just, uh, I think, just a few days ago. So we're beginning to see the, the global toll, uh, not just on the faithful, but also on the clergy. And uh, we have at least one bishop uh, who's been confirmed with it, a French bishop. Uh, we also have a bishop who died of it, uh, who was at one point a missionary in Africa. So this is um, a serious virus, then there's a lot of discussion about uh, what we can do about it, Uh, but let's keep certainly those who are in the front lines of ministry in our prayers. Uh, Vatican City, four uh, people connected to Vatican City have tested positive for coronavirus as well. Um, Has the Pope been tested? Yes, he has. Uh, So a story broke uh, over the weekend uh, that the the rumor was that Pope Francis had it, uh, the Holy See then released a statement to the effect that uh, no, the Holy Father has been tested, which would be, of course, uh, basic prudence, uh, that he and his closest advisors have all been tested, and so far, at least, uh, have come up negative. The Roman Curia, or the central government of the Church, continues to function, although with a significantly reduced staff, in, in large measure, because some of the work of the, the Vatican has to go on, regardless of what's happening, I, I think, in particular, of the Congregation for Divine Worship, which is uh, overseeing the, uh, as we're moving toward Holy Week, uh, but also things like the Apostolic Penitentiary, which deals with uh, important matters of confession, penance, and forgiveness of sins. Mm. This just certainly just isn't happening to people in the United States or in Italy. Um, some major outbreaks, though, of course, in both of these, uh, are, are these countries, but um, it's also happened elsewhere. How are other uh, countries bracing for this? Well, if we look at the, the countries themselves, and we can look at the Church's response there, uh, we're seeing in England uh, a pretty significant uh, response to a, a COVID outbreak. Uh, 
very notably, Prime Minister Boris Johnson himself tested positive, uh, Prince Charles tested positive. All of this uh, in the midst of, just a couple of days ago, the rededication of England uh, as a dowry to the Blessed Mother at the Shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham, which was a, a remarkable event. It had last happened in 1381 in the midst of another plague. Uh, so one of the beauties of what we've seen in, in the Church's response to this, we saw with Pope Francis, uh, with his extraordinary prayer, moment of prayer, and Eucharistic Adoration on Friday, is that uh, we have very ancient ways of dealing with a crisis like this spiritually. And I think uh, hats off to the English uh, Church, certainly, for how they're confronting this. When the Pope uh, was out for that hour, and I've, I've said publicly this, that was one of the most powerful hours of my life, that, I mean, really, that I can remember. There was a miraculous crucifix that he prayed before. Can you tell the story behind that? Yes, it was a crucifix that's uh, kept in the Church of San Marcello, or the, the St. Marcellus, on the Via del Corso in Rome. And it has a pretty remarkable history uh, in that it miraculously survived a fire. That Pretty much the entire church was destroyed, and yet this crucifix, this magnificent crucifix, survived. And then in 1522, uh, it, in the midst of another one of those plagues that afflict Rome, uh, it was uh, considered to be one of those miraculous moments uh, when the crucifix itself was brought in procession and the plague ended in much the same way that the, the very same event on Friday, Pope Francis also uh, said some prayers in front of the image of the Salos Populi Romani, which is uh, an icon of the Blessed Mother, uh, that uh, by tradition dates all the way back to St. Luke. And that was also held in broadening procession uh, by Pope St. Gregory I the Great in 593 in the midst of one of the worst plagues that Rome has ever seen and beheld at the end of it a vision of St. Michael sheathing his sword, which the Pope uh, correctly interpreted as an ending of the plague. And that is why uh, the mausoleum of Hadrian right there on the Tiber is now known as the Castle San Angelo, the Castle of the Angel, uh, because of that. So again, these beautiful moments of historical and spiritual continuity that we can always come back to. What uh, What's the deal right now with confession? Some people have asked, uh, can we do it virtually? Uh, can you do it by phone? Uh, what is the Church's teaching on that? Well, it's very clear. Uh, there have been some statements uh, put out, I think, uh, by the USCCB as well as by the Holy See, that uh, no, you can't do virtual confessions. If for no other reason, then uh, we have to exercise great prudence uh, that you shouldn't be talking to someone on the phone for something as important as a confession. Uh, but it's also that personal contact that you need to have. Even in the age of social distancing, there are ways of making that work, as we're seeing with very creative responses from priests uh, with drive-through confessions, uh, with confessions in parking lots. Uh, so the, the Church provides. Uh, we just have to be very clever about it, but also retain the sanctity and the integrity of the sacrament itself. I know you're working hard, but what, what else is Dr. Matthew Bunsen doing during quarantine? <laughs> uh, I'm still going into the office because we have different programs that we need to uh, keep putting out on the air, uh, as well as articles writing. Uh, so uh, life continues uh, for those of us at WTN News. So I would ask to keep us all in, in your prayer. And uh, remember that you can watch uh, EWTN.com for masses and Eucharistic adoration. And I know that... Uh, where you are, you're doing as much as you can also to help the faithful get through it. It's a very difficult time. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Doctor. What's uh, what's your website, or where can people find more or read more of your articles? I think they're wonderful. 
Yeah, you can find me at EWTNnews.com. EWTNnews.com, Dr. Matthew Bunsen. Always a joy, doctor. Thank you for coming on. Anytime. God bless. So there you have it, friends. Look, as I said, this is not just affecting you, and it's not just affecting me. We're all in this together. And by God's grace, we will see our way out. But not before we continue to grow closer to him and to one another. Thanks to Dr. Matthew Bunsen, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Inviting your friends to take part in the show, visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Thank you.